Would you like to know how one destination has taken sales strategy to another level? In today's episode, let's listen in with Patrick Smyton and how he contributes to the success of the Seattle citywide sales effort. Welcome to the ShimoCast, a podcast dedicated to CBB professionals looking to make quantum leaps in the meetings and event space. This is where you'll gain planner perspectives, insights from industry experts, and discover how some of the most successful CBBs continuously improve upon their strategies and tactics. Here's your host, Christine Shimasaki. Well, welcome. And we are here with Patrick Smyton, a nice Scottish name from uh, Visit Seattle. Welcome, Patrick. Thanks for having me, Shima. You know, uh, Patrick, you and I have had an opportunity to talk about uh, your role uh, in the past, but you are the Senior Director of Convention Strategy. And I thought it would be really interesting to bring you onto the podcast so that other um CVB professionals could kind of really take an in-depth look at what it is that you do, because I I do believe you have a unique role uh, in your job. But before we get into talking about your current job, let's talk about um, a little bit of your background. And why don't you tell us a little bit about your revenue management background um, in the past? Yes, that's a great way to start. Um, I worked for about nine years in Las Vegas with MGM Resorts, and for about the first half of that period, about four and a half years, I worked in finance and transitioned in 2010 into revenue management and held a couple different roles within MGM Resorts on revenue management all the way up to director overseeing three hotels at one point. And uh, very fast-paced, uh, environment unlike any any other city in the in the country um, just a lot of challenges a lot of pressure <laughs> a lot of stress but a lot of learning in this um, in this industry and and specifically in that discipline in that city and uh, took a lot of experience with me and when this job became available to me uh, you're right about four years ago um, it was intriguing brand new really interesting role a way for me to take my experience that I that I'd grown over that year, over those years, and apply it to a whole different market, a whole different strategy, a whole different idea. Um, take a step out of the hotel industry for a little bit, but still be involved, uh, still very closely involved with hotels, which was appealing to me. I think one of the challenges, probably with a lot of people that work in Las Vegas, is where do you go next? Um, it's such a unique market. There, there's not a lot of uh, places like it. So this job was appealing to me because it was. I felt very similar in a lot of ways while different, uh, but st- would still be a, a significant challenge. A lot of unknowns. Still, every day seems to be something a little bit different, <laughs> which we all we all enjoy and crave um, these days. So, it's I think I think my experience set me up for this, but I think I've learned a lot and have uh, ebbed and flowed as I've needed to over these last three and a half or so years. And I imagine it uh, does require um, some new skill sets as you encounter, because like even in your role at MGM, you when you oversaw three hotels, three hotels for MGM is like a citywide, right? It's like 12,000 hotels plus. 
hotel rooms. Yeah, that was 12,000 rooms, yeah. <laughs> so I could imagine that now you could see some of, kind of some of the theoretical applications, but then again, your role is really different because not everyone sort of may be uh, rowing in the same direction naturally. So let's let's talk about your current role. How did you come about learning about this new opportunity? Because it was certainly a new opportunity for Seattle, correct? It, it was, and it's and it's one of the first of its kind, really. And I know we'll we'll get into that in a little bit later. Um, I think I think it's like almost anyone in this business. It's mostly about who you know and your connections. And I had a, a good friend and, and former colleague uh, from Las Vegas that uh, was from the Seattle area that had come up uh, a year or so prior to this job being posted and to work with Visit Seattle and still works here now. <laughs> and he uh, sent the information to me and said, what do you think? And it was really more of a question of um, he thought it might fit me, but he wasn't sure. And, and of course, I had to get introduced to the organization and the city and whatnot. But that was how the introduction started, which, again, I think is says a lot about this industry. It's really about who you know. Um, if, I, if I didn't know him, I probably would not have even seen this job come up. Who knows where I'd be four plus years later. Uh, it's like sliding doors, right, Patrick? It's kind of like that one decision to take uh, um, down the, that take you down a whole new opportunity. But yes, you're right. the The connections, the networking in our industry is just amazing. So well, and I, and I think and I think what's important on that, uh, Shimo, is that it's not just for salespeople. You know, I've worked with salespeople for years, and I think it's important to focus on the fact that it's not just people who. Of course, relationships and connections are really critical to the sales process, but I think it's, it goes beyond that. I've never had a sales job in my career, necessarily. I've worked more so in, in uh, as I said, in finance and revenue. Um, but I still think that that's such a critical component of anyone's background. Uh, you're absolutely, I, I would totally agree with you. Uh, just networking in general, right? So, and you're a real testament to that. Now, in your current job let's just how do you describe your job i'm i'm sure a lot of cvbs have reached out to you and and asked you about your job so what what do you say well i i think what i lead off with is um the fact that uh, what i what i see most unique about this job is that i report to both the ceos of the dmo and the convention center um so i i think that's i think the the, the thing that stands out most to me is that um I'm the only one in this in this city between these two organizations that has a kind of a foot in both doors. Um, so that's the first thing that's a little bit unique. But beyond that, it's it's really working closely with the sales teams, um, primarily on national conventions. But but I still work. I do work closely with the convention center sales team on um, other business in the center, determining what what are the best dates, what are the what's the best space, you know, whether to pursue a group in the first place trying to make the best decision at the time, trying to make the decision on behalf of the hotel community, which uh, I think it is an enormous responsibility. And I don't take that lightly when we, when we collectively, but it's generally my decision come to a conclusion of, yes, we will pursue this group or not. I realize the, the weight of that decision every time. So um, I think it's, it's making the best decision with the information you have, which is what, what I've done in my, my past roles is just a different set of information that I'm working with. And I'm still 
learning and using different sets of data and different programs and different ways of looking at it almost every day, trying to come up with the right, the right way to look at it, the, the way to be most consistent um, and most successful. So you mentioned, Patrick, you're reporting to two bosses, and I've had that um, opportunity, the exact opportunity in my career. So how does that really work on a day-to-day basis for you to report to two CEOs? Um, do you meet with them regularly? How do you um, keep them apprised? Uh, do they meet together, uh, both Tom and Jeff? How, how does that work? Yeah, that's a, that's a great, great point. Um, you know, I, I see it more as really ensuring that what I'm doing is right for both organizations, not just for this for those individuals. Um, but I do uh, I do meet with Tom probably a little more regularly. My office uh, here at Visit Seattle, I'm here four days a week, and I'm at the Convention Center one day a week. Uh, but meeting there uh, uh, significantly with um, the sales director there, meeting with the sales teams here. So I I do have a lot of visibility with both teams, not always with the CEOs. Um, uh, work with uh, Tom on annual goals, and uh, Jeff has a has a part in that as well uh, from the, the convention center perspective. Um, frankly, he's got a lot on his plate with uh, working on trying to expand and grow the convention center space in the city. I know, uh, which <laughs> which we're we're all trying to support as much as we can as well. So. Um, Again, I, I see it as really the, the two two different organizations, and I and I um, saw this my opportunity when I was with MGM uh, the last three or four years while I was there. I was uh, technically a corporate employee of MGM Resorts, which has about ten or fifteen resorts on the Strip, and my responsibility to a corporate leadership sometimes was a little bit different than my responsibility to the properties that I worked with. So. I kind of understand that delicate balance of trying to come to the right conclusion, right decision for both parties when they're typically in sync, but not always seeing it that way strategically. Um, so I, I see a lot of those same similarities in this role of managing, you know, doing what's best decision for, for both organizations, but ultimately it's what's best for the destination. So I think if that's the right, if, if that's being done correctly, then both the CEOs are, are pleased and, and we're doing the right thing. I know that uh, a lot of CVPs may have this question. Now, you do report to two CEOs. Now, is your paycheck or the compensation, is that also shared between the two organizations? Yes. Yeah, so uh, my paycheck says visit Seattle. <laughs> uh, the, that's, that's what it says every two weeks. But uh, there is a, a transfer of um, services from the convention center as well. So there is a share in, in that regard. Um, that's about all I, I know, and that's all I uh, <laughs> deal with on that side. Uh, you'd have to ask Tom and Jeff about that <laughs> now, more specifically. Um, but it's, I know it's, um, and, and it, it, more, more importantly, I think it's just, it's, it's uh, critical that I, again, try to see what's best for both organizations when I'm making decisions and not try to, to look too balanced or skewed either way. So I think that's more important. It's not necessarily who's paying me. It's the fact that I'm responsible for both organizations, responsible for the destination success overall. And I can see that you really take that to heart, Patrick, and that you have <laughs> the, the, the bigger vision in mind. Now, one more technicality about the relationship. Does there, um, I'm sure there is some sort of memo of understanding uh, that really sets the philosophy behind your position? 
or is there something, um, an instrument, a written instrument like that? Um, good question. Uh, I mean, the, the job description was written, um, and I think a lot of it was written with the um, a position in San Francisco that was uh, very similar to this. And with that in mind, uh, I think a lot of that has, has kind of flowed uh, as I've been here and changed maybe a little bit. Um, so I think I think a lot of it just is is more understanding of, um, as I said, making that right decision, following annual goals, strategic goals for both organizations, um, making sure that those are being advanced. I think that's probably the most important. Now, in order to know that you're headed in that right direction and making those decisions on behalf of the entire destination, you use a lot of data, right? So talk to us a little bit about the type of data you use and the type of analysis that you're using when you're looking at these um, various events. That's a great question. Um, I was inundated with, uh, with data in my, in my last job, uh, Excel spreadsheets beyond where the eye can see. Um, so a lot of it has been, um, I've taken on that role of, of being kind of the, the curator myself. Um, but data is of course, extremely important and influences, um, the decisions that, that we're making. Um, when I stepped in, I took all of the, the past, uh, STR market data and tried to consolidate it into one form. Uh, so a really consistent view of how the markets performed over the last 10 plus years, which really gets me a good a good measure of trying to understand how did those years perform when I wasn't even here. I didn't I didn't have the day to day experience in you know 20, 2009 2011 2012 etc. Which of course was a different world <laughs> in True. this industry. But really understanding the the backs and forths, the seasonalities, the day the day week results, how we performed when certain groups were here because a lot of those groups of course were trying to bring back um, these days. So pulling all that information together, uh, 10 plus years also of all the TAP data that we use um, from Jeff Eastman, which of course a lot of that is our own information, but using the pacing that, that his team has provided, how do we pace a couple years ago, try to influence those decisions now to see if we are at X percent of pace now versus X percent of pace three years ago for that same time, trying to understand how did, we, how did those years build um, from a pace standpoint. I yes, and you're referring really to you're referring to the TAP report, right? Correct. Yes, and really, what's I think most critical that is weaving all that information in with every convention center group uh, data, revenue stream, square footage, et cetera, used uh, all the way back to 2012, which is when the current um, system that the convention center uses, the space management system, has been in place. Uh, so having all that information as well to marry up with the hotel market performance, uh, our, our sales pacing, our room night pacing, et cetera, applying that, all that to decisions that are being made today. And I think especially on the convention center side, um, this convention center is probably one of the more unique in, this, in the country. Uh, it's rather small for the, the market. One of the reasons why I think this position was created is the size of the convention center. It's something like the 50 or 60th largest in the, in the country, while the market's probably the 15th or so uh, in, in most demand of, of the country. So a lot of demand for not a lot of space. Um, so trying to use all the information and all that, uh, all the revenue information that we have from these groups 
that more critically drives the profitability of the convention center, which is a standalone, it's a quasi-government entity, but they the board directs that the convention center breaks even or better every year. So one of those core goals I've talked about over and over again for the convention center is making sure that we're making the right decisions financially. So I, I make sure in all these decisions that the revenue streams that we're bringing in with these groups are going to get us to that goal. So trying to set the right path on pacing really with revenue, which I don't think has really been looked at that closely in this destination before. It's worked out very well, very successfully, but trying to take that a step further with using the data that we have from years past to help influence those future decisions. So how you interface with the salespeople, whether they're from the convention center or at the CVB, um, is it most of the time reactionary, like they have a be, uh, they have a business opportunity that we're going to all talk about, and then you're going to analyze how that might fit to have the right business, or is it proactive in nature, um, really deciding the strategy and going after those events that might um, profile or align with what Seattle's looking for? Uh, it's a little bit of both, Shimo, and uh, I think Seattle experiences a, a lot of demand, <laughs> as I've mentioned, um, and it's to the point when where the groups that want to want to be here, so the, on the reactionary side, uh, don't always fit with our parameters, don't always fit with with what we think is the right move to pursue a group. So that's first and foremost my interaction with the sales teams, especially in the the national conventions, the national accounts that are, you know, three, four, five plus years out is determining first of all is this the right fit at this time which is which can be really complicated and very difficult there's never the right answer uh there isn't a, a simple system like a lot of hotels have with uh revenue management pricing and and complex systems that can say this is this is what you should do so a lot of it is trying to take in all the information that i have how does this group look how are we doing right now for that particular year um and make that best decision and arm that salesperson with that knowledge of here's why and arm the sales team again with here's why we've, we're doing that uh, so that they understand it's not just a simple yes and no. Um, I, I understand, of course, the sales process is, is extremely complicated. As we talked about earlier, it's all about relationships and maintaining those relationships. So we never want to say flat out no to a group that that might mean a whole lot to us in the future. Um, so trying to make sure that it's the right decision, but, you know, working with them closely and trying to make sure that it's, it's an educated reason. And it's not just uh, because we like the meeting planner or we don't, <laughs> or it seems like it's, it seems like it's the right, the right decision to make because uh, it's a Tuesday versus a Monday. Um, so trying to make sure that it's the, the right decision from a data perspective. Uh, but I do work with, with Rob and the, the leadership on, a lot of other strategic decisions, setting goals, trying to work with, you know, where do we think this year is going to kind of fill out, um, you know, special projects that come up, any presentations we need to we need to prepare. Um, you know, we, we meet frequently with the community, uh, the hotel community, especially the directors of sales and marketing, um, trying to make be transparent and forthcoming with them. So working closely with the presentations that we we provide them and make sure that it's the right information timely, uh, transparent, um, consistent, all those things. So I think that's more on the proactive side and then reactionaries really as every group comes up, trying to make the right decision and balance, try to hit our annual goals, try to hit our overall numbers, et cetera, uh, that every sales team aspires to. 
And uh, and your sales team, the, the sales team is uh, incented by definite room nights. Is that the primary sort of performance metric? That's correct. Yeah, there's there are, there's a few other things that are weighted in there, but primarily it's definite room nights booked to the city. Yes. And then what about any explicit goals for your role? Do you have certain benchmarks and measures that that you're judged on? Well, yes, and and it's actually and I appreciate that that question and and how this has been formulated uh, between Tom and leadership uh, with Jeff's um, buy-in as well. Most most of it is project based. Um, so at the beginning of the year, I'll sit down with with Tom and and consult with Jeff on here's the top three or four or five things that I'll be working on this year, aside from the day-to-day reactionary to sales lead. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and these are some of the key components of what I'll need to work on. Um, a lot of it being, as I mentioned earlier, the the drum up to uh, building a second convention center. So a lot of it is providing data and, and decisions and, anal- and analytics to that to that end, um, and supporting the leadership on on what's needed for that uh, gigantic project. So it is more project based. It is more um, uh, strategic, uh, large strategic projects. And then the day-to-day sales process kind of takes care of itself. And ultimately, um, if the if the team is successful, then that will re- will will be reflected in my performance as well. But um, I don't have a specific room night number or something that I'm trying to go after. Um, room night or revenue? It, as, c- correct. It's just mm-hmm. more of trying to hit with the organizational goals to make sure that both teams are are being successful and both organizations are being successful. So. Um, I'm not going to push a particular piece of business or not because of my particular goals. I'm going to try to make the right, the right decision on behalf of the organizations. And, you know, I think that, Patrick, that's probably a really key uh, design point of your of your role, right? Because uh, one of the most important things is to establish the trust amongst all the players of the citywide, the convention center ecosystem, as I call it the hotels, mm-hmm. the um, convention center, your own uh, CVB sales professionals, uh, who you work for. It's, it's all a very delicate um, balance. But I think that just not having those explicit performance room nights or revenue goals probably helps keep you looking at the big picture. Right. And exactly. Not being um, too weighed down by uh Oh, this is, I need this group because I need to hit my numbers. You know, it's more of, as you said, establishing, establishing trust. And I think really credibility and consistency and transparency. Um, you know, my first week or so here, I met with a lot of the hotel uh, directors of sales and marketing, met with the directors of revenue who probably didn't really know what the CVB did, um, didn't really understand it too closely. So I've tried to educate them as best I can. Um, remind them that I've been in their shoes. Um, you know, I've sat in that in that seat. I know the difficulty and the and the challenge of um, filling hotels and the responsibility that comes with that. Um, and uh, similarly with the convention center sales team, you know, talking about my approach and, and my background and how I think that can can help the organization. So establishing trust, but I and I, I but I think it really comes back to credibility. So providing them the right information that. Um, you know, telling them I'll be, I'll be an advocate on their behalf, um, you know, trying, you know, asking what's important to you. One of the, probably the thing I heard most from all the hoteliers is I've talked about Seattle's got such an incredible demand. We've been over 80 plus percent in occupancy the last three or four years is 
seasonality and day of week. Um, so I'm trying to not have as many Tuesday, Wednesday summer groups when Seattle's at its peak that that we're bidding on. Right. But I I know the the critical benefit uh, that a group in a Q4 or Q1 that has a Sunday Monday uh, prominent peak or even a Saturday Sunday Monday in the in the winter period when the summer when the weekends are soft. Um, can have such a significant impact on the city. Um, we only do, um, for the amount of rooms that we have, we're only about 10 or 15% of the overall downtown room night mix for, for rooms that are related to convention center business. But I know that it's the foundation. It's where it's really what fills in uh, the base for, for so many of the hotels. And I know it really leads to, to the compression that, that our city thrives on. So taking all that into account, uh, I know that that's the the bread, the bread and butter of the city. So I know that that's important to make the right decisions from the start. As I said, establish credibility, uh, communicate as frequently as possible, uh, be transparent. Here's why we made this decision. Um, you know, we we tried to be more forthcoming in when leads go out to hotels within our, um, our Simple View system to say, here's why we're doing this. Here's why we're bidding on this group, or here's what happened. Here's why we lost this group. Um, trying to be more more data driven and critical on that side as well to educate the community on what's happening as a whole for the destination. So, uh, Patrick, after three plus years of being in this role and now listening to you describe uh, some of the key elements of being successful, what what would you say are the biggest challenges for you um, in sustaining uh, your your role? I think it's just it's just the unknown. Um, you know, there's it's what comes with the next cycle. Uh, as I said, we've enjoyed such, such success in this market for the last three or four years, and I've been um, uh, able to kind of uh, ride that ride and uh, take part in that, and don't necessarily take credit for all the success that has been built over over a long foundation. Uh, but not knowing what's going to change and what and what could come with the next wave of uh, new hotels that are opening, changes in the economy, um, uncertainty with the convention center uh, that's outside of the hands of these organizations that are trying to drive it as much as possible. Uh, but the th- decisions are in other other stakeholders' hands on when the the convention center will be built and and to what degree, et cetera. Uh, so I think it's just the unknown. Yeah, but it sounds like, Patrick, I think what I'd like to point out for our listeners is that when there's a role and responsibility for communicating on an ongoing basis and, like you said, consistently and with transparency to the stakeholders so that everyone's on the same page, they can all then make decisions for themselves. But um, I think just having that communications uh, role that you have is is very instrumental. That's a good point, um, and and I think I would add uh, just with the uncertainty, um, you know how are how is our community uh, going to react um, and uh, respond to when things start to change and the you know four to five to six percent annual annual growth starts to reverse itself and. Uh, you know how do how do we uh, try to weather the next storm that's coming? You know I've uh, gone to the STR <laughs> gone to the STR conference last couple of years and it's and it's it's a great great conference uh, just you know talking about what's happening in the hotel industry from you know a data perspective 
And uh, Adam Sachs keeps saying, you know, it's going to come. <laughs> it's cyclical. You know, we, we, they, they show us the last 25 years in the, in the industry and we know it's going to, there's going to be a blip. Um, so it's just a matter of how much and how we can weather it. So I think it's just, as I said, it's the unknowns. It's, um, you know, how our, how our uh, community responds and, I'd like to, of course, be a, a integral part of that, as you mentioned. Well, you know, I uh, took an opportunity to reach out to both of your bosses, uh, Patrick, to kind of get an understanding of what, from their perspectives, the benefits of what you've done uh, to the hotel community and to the community at large. And so Tom's comments were that, uh, you know, that you, in your role, really have built credibility credibility with both not only the convention center and the visit Seattle teams, but also the hotel partners that include the directors of sales and marketing and the directors of revenue managers about the strategic revenue and demand approach. And I think Tom sums this up by, by saying, focusing on finding the right business because you are in high in a high room demand market at the right time for not only the convention center, but for the city. And then Jeff's perspective, when I asked him the same question, he talks about bringing um, some important discipline around a complete selling program. And he also reiterated determining the right business at the right time and he talked a little bit about the scoring mechanism that has been placed for each business, which really helps all the stakeholders get on the same page about that particular event's value and the weight of that business against the decisions that you're making. So taking a very more sophisticated and systematic approach to evaluation. So I think uh, just judging by your comments and their comments, it, it looks like everyone's on the same page. Now, are there other CVB pros that have a job like yours? I, I know that you mentioned earlier that you felt that there you, you had perhaps the only one in the industry, but talk a little bit about your colleagues and about MAPS. Right. So, so when I, when I mentioned the, the uniqueness in the industry, I think a lot of that stems from having a, um, a foot in the door in both the, the convention center and the DMO, which I think is unique. I think a lot, every city is different with the relationships. Uh, in some, in some cases, the DMO manages the convention center. So that could be straight up, um, you know, having this, the one person in charge, but I think that's a little bit unique. Uh, when I came on, I'm, uh, worked with, uh, the person in San Francisco who was in a similar role with SF travel, uh, and then also met um, Barbara from LA, who was in a similar revenue strategy role. I know, and uh, Nicole and in, in San Francisco, they both have moved on to other roles. Um, so I don't know the status of both of those specific roles in those organizations. But uh, with the Maps Group, the market analyst professionals uh, team that that we've kind of built over the last couple of years, a lot of those, uh, a lot of the roles are research, data, strategy, analysis, et cetera. I think mine's a little bit unique in that, but I think a lot of the, the, uh, um, a lot of the facets are pretty similar. Um, you know, we we meet uh, pretty regularly over the phone. There's probably about 15 or 20, maybe even 25 now, across the country uh, from DMOs that are involved in this, uh, all the way from Philly and Austin and Nashville and and Houston and uh phoenix and dallas and 
and I'm leaving out many, <laughs> um, but <laughs> really okay. across uh, across the spectrum from uh, you know large and small markets. And I think it's it's been a, a a positive for all of us to be involved. You know, we we meet a lot of these industry conferences, like I mentioned, STR and Destinations International and TTRA. Um, I think if nothing else, we we realize we're all facing a lot of the same challenges. Um, you know, as as DMOs and CVBs, we we uh, advocate on behalf of you know, the, the hospitality business in our communities and sometimes have pushback um, and sometimes have challenges legislatively. Of course, a lot of the, the cities I mentioned have had challenges with uh, legislation outside of their control. You know, we have someone from Charlotte, someone from Austin that have dealt uh, very closely with trying to be an advocate for the, for just the industry as a whole and say, you know, these this legislative um, challenges are costing us millions and billions of dollars of business. So I think that's one unique aspect is that we can kind of all share some of the positives and negatives of each of our communities at large. Uh, but I think a lot of it's just, you know, building camaraderie and, and making sure that we're doing a lot of the same things. Um, you know, we can talk about uh, different products that are out there in the, in the landscape to, you know, help us make these, these better decisions on behalf of our organizations. Um, you know, a lot of it is research focused, but a lot of it is still strategic and sales focused, um, you know, how are we using our, our um, CRM products? Um, you know, what are we doing for, for reporting? You know, what's the latest and greatest with STR that we've all been, been uh, exposed to? Um, so you have a it's, lot it's of a, sharing, right? A lot of sharing. Yeah, yeah. It's, and, it, and then, like I said, it's, it's, you know, a lot of these cities compete with each other, of course, but I think um, our conversations uh, stay above that level. And, we keep it more on the you know benefit benefiting all parties and and realizing that that's uh, the relationships are still really critical uh, in this organ in this uh, industry. Well, one last question, Patrick, um, and you've been just a real wealth of information. Um, now, do you think that your role, especially as you you know network with your peers in the CVB world? Do you think your role and the benefits of your role are unique to Seattle because of Seattle's market? Or do you feel that your role and your job responsibilities would be most effective in other destinations as well? I, I think definitely effective in other destinations, Shima. I think to that point, it, it, it could vary depending on that market. Um, but I see this almost as a transformation within the industry that, that came about 15 or 20 years ago in the hotels when revenue management really took its, it took its own place. Uh, it, it, you know, came out of the reservations team realizing, Oh, Oh geez, we're out of rooms next week. We should raise our rate. Um, you know, to, to a lot of those same decisions where some cities might not be as strategic with placing business. Maybe they don't have to be, maybe they have a lot of uh, uh, not as much demand, but um, I think it's, it's beneficial to the organization and to the destination as a whole to have someone, um, making sure that these are the right decisions when the business comes in and not just um, saying yes to say yes. Um, and it, it can only benefit um, the the destination. You know, I think uh, the education with uh, the hotel community and with, you know, governments that are involved and making sure that the um, all parties are, are aware of what's, what's most critical to the, uh, to the success of that destination. So I think it's a, it's a, it's something that can be, um, apply to, to a lot of different destinations, large and small, um, as they see fit. Well, it's been a number of years since I've been in a role similar to yours, Patrick. 
uh, when I worked for San Diego Convention and Visitors Bureau and the San Diego Convention Center Corporation. But I think that even then, some of the fundamentals that we talked about today, uh, regardless of whether or not you have a responsibility that is shared between two organizations, the CVB's strategic selling role is something that I think could really be elevated and taken to another level. And I think, you know, your comments about data, your comments about communicating, all of these things I think are being undertaken by a lot of different roles within the CVB, but it's nice to see it pretty well orchestrated there in Seattle under your role. So I want to- I agree. And, and, and I think, and let me just jump in there, Shima, I think- yeah. um, you know, it, uh, as I'm looking across the hall at where some of the other salespeople are in our organization, I think it allows them to sell. You know, they're not as concerned about um, the data side of the business. They know that I can take care of that uh, on my own. So they're talking to clients and, and reaching out for business and managing sites and, and you know, working with their hotel partners closely, et cetera. So it allows them to, to do the jobs that they're most critical in doing and allows me to focus on uh, what else is important in the organization. That's just awesome. And that's really great teamwork in Seattle. Patrick, I know I could go on and on about this with you because I think citywide strategies um, are, are taking, you know, uh, an interesting turn as the market is, um, you know, showing its robustness still. It doesn't look like we have approached the new cycle that Adam has talked about. But I think that, you know, th there's future discussions that we'll have on this podcast about the citywide, uh, the value of citywides and, and what it means to hoteliers and various destinations. So I think that's going to be another topic that you might want to chime in on. So thank you so much, Patrick, uh, for joining us today. And I wish you all the best as you continue to evolve your role. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. This was uh, pretty exciting. Happy to, to talk on behalf of this de the destination, but really on behalf of this industry. Well, you're quite the ambassador, Patrick. Thank you. Thanks, Shimo. You've been listening to the ShimoCast, a place for CVBs to learn, share, and strengthen their value proposition in the meetings and events marketplace. Thank you for listening, and please join me for new episodes by subscribing to this channel or check out previous episodes at twosynergize.com.